My favorite thing is they like the kind of it's not a meme, but sort of the trend when you hear like evangelical pastors talk about like their wives or whatever, like super Christian guys, mm-hmm. and they're like, "We have so much sex with my yeah. wife, my hot wife, <laughs> yeah, smoking hot wife." <laughs> Marital sex is the hottest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, that's not just a meme. That's, that's <laughs> real life. I'll tell you. So glad we're rolling. Live from Kellerman's Resort, I'm Hillary Livingston-Butler, and this show has everything. Have you ever wanted to spend the summer doing charades, trying on wigs, learning the pachanga, and sneaking off to perform at the Sheldrake? Well, do we have the show for you. Our dear pal Jeremy has broken the shackles of his evangelical youth and finally watched the 1987 classic Dirty Dancing. Join hands and hearts and voices as we're here to discuss this cinematic masterpiece. Joining me to discuss everything from carrying watermelons to back alley abortions, I have Jeremy and all my lady friends. From She's Like the Wind Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, it's Anne Lundholm. Hi, Anne. Hi, Hillary. Um, I have a heart out because I do have a date with Robbie in a little bit. <laughs> Not Robbie, no. Are you going to go all the way? But he's going to <laughs> medical school. Oh, yeah, he's, he's a good Jewish boy, mm-hmm. but no, he's not. He's bad. Um, from Hey Lover Boys Studios in Detroit, Michigan, it's Meredith Van Harn. Hi, Meredith. You can call me Vivian Pressman today. <laughs> <laughs> um, from Hungry Eyes Studios in Linwood, Washington, it's Christy Wise. Hello. Hi. Hi. And finally, obviously, from I've Had the Time of My Life Studios <laughs> in Linwood, Washington, it's Jeremy Holmes. Hi, Jeremy. Does this mean that I can be one of your honorary favorite ladies? Today? Of course, <laughs> absolutely. You're you're in the club. Uh, tell me about it, stud. <laughs> <laughs> um, as usual, we'll do small talk, mailbag, medium talk, teach you recommends, and how you can get involved with the show. Um, I'm going to take us into small talk. Um, Meredith, do you want to talk about your cheddar bays? I would love to tell you about my cheddar bays. Um, This past Wednesday was Gregory's birthday, and his tradition has always been to go to Red Lobster um, and eat a bunch of food he's not supposed to eat. But it's extra forbidden now because he's allergic to shrimp. Oh, come on. Yeah. Live a little. Live a little, right. I mean, we have two He's lived long enough. How old is he? Uh, He just turned 38. It's called Red Lobster, not Red Shrimp. Yeah. (laughs) I think it'd be tough to avoid. So I, I was like, okay, I will make as much red lobster as I can without killing you. Um, so I, I made, um, for the main course, I just, he requested fettuccine Alfredo. Um, and so I just made that with chicken. So pretty, pretty chill, normal dinner. But of course I made cheddar bay biscuits, um, which turned out great. And also, um, uh, red lobster has done this, like, this abomination of a margarita called a Dugarita, which is made with Mountain Dew. <laughs> but why? Because uh, they're oh probably owned by the same people it as Pepsi. I don't know. 
Jeremy's like, maybe I'll start drinking again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe I'll relapse for that. <laughs> please don't. Please don't. Um, so I, I was like, okay, we can do that. And then Flamin' Hot Mountain Dew came out, you know, a couple of months ago. So I was <gasps> like, okay, um, I must include this. So I found a copycat Dugarita recipe and I just subbed in the Flamin' Hot Mountain Dew. So it was orange instead of like nuclear green. Um, and it was pretty gross. I used um, <laughs> I used tagine on the edge of the glass, mm, which was pretty decent. Yes. Um, and it had Midori and sour mix and lime juice, uh, and tequila and flaming hot Mountain Dew. So yep. The Mountain Dew on its own, is that the disgusting part? Like, is that what tipped the whole thing? You know what it tasted like? So, you know, you can get, uh, like a jalapeno margarita at a lot of fancy bars Yeah, and it was like that, except a little trashier. Um, (laughs) It was way, way, way too sweet um, because Mountain Dew. Yeah. Um, but it and it wasn't even that spicy. Like it, you would have had to add so much Mountain Dew to get a little bit of heat. It was just like vaguely spicy. So, you know, a, a, a real I love a spicy margarita, but this was just kind of a, a cheap facsimile. Just a, a little margarita. tingle on your tongue. <laughs> like slightly, yeah. <laughs> But he liked it. He was very happy. He had a good birthday. So I call it a success. A what on my what? A tingle on your tongue. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, that makes total what sense. What did you think I said? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, good. You're a very, very nice wife because that is... Were, was it hard to make the cheddar bays or was it like... No. So I'm actually terrible at making biscuits, which is funny because they're like the easiest thing in the world, but they always turn out like bricks. So I was going... To, I, I found a copycat recipe for that as well. And then I was like, wait a minute. They just sell this as a mix. Oh. So I just oh. ordered a box of it. And all you yeah. do is add like cheddar, like shredded cheddar and water. <laughs> oh. So it's oh, about the easiest it's like thing making in the world. like... It's like the kids want pancakes, and I'm like, oh, yes, I this guess. Quick. And then I just get the, I get the one yep. where you add water and shake it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, but another thing, I've made those before, and you get to put melted garlic butter all over them, too. Yeah, it comes with this packet of weird mm-hmm. powder. You melt some <laughs> butter and then mix in the powder and then brush it over top. So it was very yeah. realistic. I might do that because my traditional way of making biscuits is by pushing a spoon against a seam and it scares the shit out of me when it pops open and I put I it on I hate it. it. I'm so scared. I'm yeah. just like champagne. I'm yeah. scared to open yes, champagne. Me too. Oh. This was just like that. It was just as easy, but without the terror. Oh, okay. So awful. I'm like looking away. I can't look, but <laughs> I have to look. Um, okay. Do we want to address this? Uh how do you yeah. use baby powder? I mean, Jeremy put it on the list for small talk. So <laughs> do. Yeah, you you guys are all about like not having shame and talking about yeah, body absolutely. things. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. Um I figured I'd bring my own sweaty mess to the table. Bring it um, on. Mm-hmm. So, you know, summertime not always friendly to the big man. Uh and uh always doing what I can to try and prevent the chafing, yeah. especially in between the legs. Yeah. And um so I got we have some baby powder. For some reason, the smell really bothers me. Maybe it's like flashbacks to changing lots of diapers or whatever. But um, I prefer to use like Gold Bond's medicated body powder because yeah. it's like all minty and <laughs> like fresh Like all or the youngs do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally. 
uh, so I got it. I got some, but and this has been true my entire life. Every time I try and like apply it in some way, there's just powder everywhere. And by the way, there's powder like falling out of my shorts <laughs> for the next like two hours. There's a cloud every time I sit down. I'm having a friend under a friend's flashback here. <laughs> yes, Ross in the leather pants. Never seen it. Yes, it made a paste. <laughs> Yeah, there's another one. No idea what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I have to show you the best episodes then. Uh, so anyway, I, like, I just wanted to know, um, it, throw it out there into the universe. Is there like, a proper way to apply baby powder? Like, I tried Googling it real quick. Most of the stuff is like, yeah, when your baby's laying down, like, <laughs> you sprinkle it on. Like, okay, that's not what I'm talking about, and I'm not going to put Christy through that. Um, so I just thought, I would see what what if you guys knew <laughs> or maybe knew somebody that might know the secret. I think that there's I don't know, but I think there's stuff like that's not baby powder that's come through in the more recent years. Like, um, oh, there's some brand and I'm blanking on the name right now. That's like you can put on your thighs to prevent the chafing situation. I can't remember what it's called, but I feel like science has come somewhat in a way. But yeah, I don't know. Baby powder is is tough because it it really. I mean, it it does a job, but I feel like it does it for such a brief amount of time that it's almost like not worth it. Oh, oh, it seems to work well for me. Wow, but I don't. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe I'll do some research and see if I can find it. I know that when I I used to be a runner, um, <laughs> and they make like it's kind of like lubricant. Yeah. Except for it's, uh, you know, on like a deodorant stick type thing. The only time I've ever really used it is in, like, if I'm going to wear heels and I can't wear, you know, stockings or socks or something, and I know it's going to hurt, I will put some some powder in the shoes to just Mm. keep Mm. it from getting too icky and to keep things from sticking. Yeah. Um, It just makes it a little more comfortable, but that's really the only time I really use baby powder um there's a there's a thing called mega babe which i know you're really (laughs) excited to buy but um that's supposed to be good for like anti-chafing situations well so not to be in mega babe thigh rescue (laughs) not not to be indelicate about this but i'm a little curious as to what is chafing against what because when i'm wearing pants i don't have chafing when i'm wearing a skirt I got some chafing, but yeah. that's why they invented Spanx, honey. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. So I guess chafing is the wrong term. Um, gosh, I don't know how disgusting you want to get, but, you know, there's like folds and, about ball and sweat? creases and <laughs> not just balls, but like, you know, like just the thigh to like crotch junction okay, so like there. like groin area. The, Sure. Yeah, there's like there's like folds and crevices. The groinal yeah, region. You don't you don't want build build up of moisture yeah, there yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. for extended periods of time. Yeah. And I mean, you can I I shower too much already, so it's it's not just that. But um, uh, yeah. So I guess that's the, that's what I'm talking about more mm. than anything. Just gotta gotta try and keep that area dry. Yeah. But, you know, I'll just keep at it. I was hoping that everybody was going to be like, oh, yeah, you don't know how to do the baby no, powder I've, thing? I've never <laughs> used baby powder. And I don't think my mom God used baby powder on us when we were babies. And I don't think I've I've ever put baby powder on a baby. Well, no, you're not really I'm supposed wondering. to anymore. Because yeah, now like, it, like, gave, what was it, like, ovarian cancer or something? Yeah, yeah it does like all though. these. Oh, Sorry. really? No, that's not real. 
I will <laughs> when you, when I had Bridgie there, I think like a baby powder came in a lot of the things, but then all the mommy blogs were like, "Do not use baby powder; it'll poison your baby." Mm. So I never did. There was mm. some there was there's research um, that uh, has never found a link, but a lot of people think that um, uh, baby powder that uses talc can have it can mm. have asbestos in it if they don't test it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no study has ever really found a significant link. Oh, so it's kind of that, it's kind of like um, the deodorant with aluminum deal. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's not yeah, really yeah. there. Yeah, I just know because I get Facebook ads like, "Do you have cancer because of baby powder?" Join <laughs> that the, just means there's, there's a lawsuit. It doesn't mean it's real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's weird because I don't get those ads, and I'm, I'm the one that uses all the baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're gonna get them now. I think it's targeted mm-hmm. at ladies with, or at least people with ovaries. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. Dang it. Fair enough. There was. I came up with a concoction. Now I can't remember it, but I came up with a concoction when Bridget got like a really bad diaper rash and I like tried all this stuff and it was like nothing was working. So then I put Desitin Max or whatever on her booty and then mm-hmm. I put like some other Aquaphor maybe over that and it totally oh worked. It totally worked. It like got rid of all of the like rashy kind of... um you know, yeasty situation down there. I was very proud of myself. That was, what did you have to use to get that off? That's like, I mean, like between the desitin and I, well, yeah, a lot of white. It's still a there. It's still white. there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's still there. Unfortunately. No. Yeah. She is pretty gross. It could still be there. To be honest. <laughs> I had to force her in the shower the other day. So. Oh, why do kids hate showers oh. so much? I don't know. And then when she gets in the shower, it's fully like a 30 minute shower. Yeah. Like, what are you doing in there? Oh my God, you, it's like so you have to push in them in and, Pull them out like uh, it's just, it's I'm like, don't you? Re- well, the, it's a, I don't mind that she takes a long shower, but more that I'm like, why do we have to fight to get you in the shower when you clearly are enjoying the shower? I don't know, it's very weird. I think I hate when they come out after thirty minutes and still smell. <laughs> <laughs> like, what How are you actually happen? doing in there? <laughs> oh goodness! I know. When I was a kid, my mom had to ask me to stop showering so much because I used to shower at least three times a day. Wow. God. And she asked, she eventually just asked me to to, to chill out because she was worried about the uh, the water. Bill, I was going to say the bill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Well, should we move to the mailbag? Let's go to the mailbag. Let's yeah. go a bit in chronicle, chronicle, chronological, chron. Oh boy. <laughs> yep. Chronological. <laughs> there it is. Thank you. Um, let's go in chronological order of the topics discussed, which means we're going to start with a very special voicemail that I received this week. Hello, Tishi. This is Matt, Anne's brother. Uh, and I know I'm a week late here, but I just, I couldn't let the birth order episode come and go without a word. Uh, so, man, where to begin? Well, first, I will answer the, the question of the week, or the question of two weeks ago. Uh, you know, at this point, my birth order uh, is thoroughly enshrined in, in Tishi canon, but I will still answer the question of the week by saying that uh, every time y'all mention me on the podcast... Uh, I sort of shriek with inner glee at uh, the knowledge that the the conversation has finally arrived back at the proper center of all things, which, as we all know, is me. Um, what else? Hillary, I knew the words uh, about 
you know, aversion to conflict were going to come out of your mouth about <laughs> about 30 seconds in advance, I was just like, I see ex- I, I see the three little words that this uh, line of reasoning is, is leading to, and the three little words are, I hate conflict. Um, so I am absolutely, as, as a fellow baby, 100% with you on that. Um, I think it's... <laughs> It's interesting to note that uh, both I and my uh, my Meredith here in San Francisco uh, are the youngest of, well, she's the youngest of four, I'm youngest of five. Um, and I think the way it sort of plays out in our relationship is that um, we both hate conflict and we both uh, really work pretty hard to, like, anticipate the other's needs and take really good care of each other and to, like... Uh, to live in harmony uh, as much as we can. But when we get to the point where we've both drawn our line in the sand, oh man, it is really hard to to find the middle space between those lines, no matter how close or far they may be. Uh, so I guess we're going to have to work that into our wedding vows or something. But um, anyway, I'll wrap up by saying that, uh, Anne, you are the best um, protector champion and comforter of a of a big sister that uh, I could have asked for and thank you for uh, taking me out to the grocery store and the movies and just wherever uh, you know all the time when we were kids uh, I I said it then and I'll say it now it sure means sure means a lot um, and I also you know as as good of a champion and protector as you are I also really love those moments when you uh, are vulnerable with me and and are willing to talk about how you feel like a mess, not because I delight in your suffering, but because I get to see another side of you. So, um, all right, that's enough mush uh, between siblings. Uh, have a lovely week, y'all. And now we can take a little break while <laughs> I put myself together because I have cried. a very, very sweet baby Aww. brother. Yeah, you do. Who yes, you do. Um, we knew would be simpatico with Hillary <laughs> of over course. your youngest yeah. child. <laughs> I still want to do uh, just Matt and me uh, gabbing about youngest. I'd listen to that. <laughs> I mean, without any of the annoying older and middle child <laughs> exactly. stuff. <laughs> can you do that next week so we can have the week off? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Uh, so that was very sweet. Thank you, well, Matt. I love like, you. Like I said on the show, when you guys, when I saw you guys together, you're very sweet and not in a weird, because sometimes you see siblings, you're like, you guys have a weird relationship. Like mm-hmm. it's too close or like there's just something <laughs> off going on. Y'all have a very sweet relationship and also friendship, which is nice to see. Like it doesn't just seem like you're the big sister all the time. Like it, you genuinely enjoy each other. Aww. Well, I get to see him in a few weeks because he's getting yay. married. So. Oh, yay. <gasps> I guess oh, my invitation up. got lost. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm pr- I'll give you the details. You just come on <laughs> over. <laughs> hey, guys. It's me. What if I did show? <laughs> oh, the more hey, the merrier. I met you once. <laughs> This is Christy, my plus one. <laughs> uh, now for some throw your phones. We got a couple from one of our favorite Bobs in the world, Bob Stein. Uh, he has some things to say about fair foods, our topic from last week. Uh, Bob says, uh, I'm not a big fan of corn dogs, but... Oh. 
you start off with that bombshell, Bob. Fine, Bob. Um, yeah, just stop reading. Dude. Like, there's <laughs> get out of here. Who and is this trash. Uh, but here are some fair foods I like: Greek church festivals. All right, I guess that's a fair. All right, uh, souvlaki sandwiches, pastizio, pasti, pastizio. Okay, kind of like Greek lasagna and baklava. Mm. All high calorie, but ex- excellent, interesting tastes. I'm a particularly huge fan of the tzatziki sauce, yogurt, garlic, and cucumber yeah. on so the good. souvlaki. Mm-hmm. I can't turn down a good sticky piece of baklava. Layers of phyllo dough soaked in honey and walnuts. Pastizio is awesome because it has a bechamel sauce along with the ground beef, elbow pasta, and veggies. Hmm. That's not fair food. Yeah, this just that's sounds like good, a meal. That's just good Greek food. <laughs> yeah. That's not yum, like, yum, oh man, yum. I gotta go to the fair and get some of that tzatziki sauce. I yep. forgot about Greek festivals. Those actually, like, I, I need to go stake them out because those rule. And that's like one of my favorite kinds of food. So I Honestly, I don't see anything on a stick in this list. No. So. No. I don't know about this. Uh, he goes on, agree with H-Bomb, funnel cakes are awesome. I always thought they were particularly Penna Dutch, but maybe that's because I live in that area. Oh, is that Pennsylvania Dutch? Oh, okay. Uh- particularly Pennsylvania <laughs> Dutch, but maybe that's because I live in that area and the Amish often sell them at local fairs. It's that powdered sugar on top of the fried poofy dough that gives it that indefinable taste. And as a kid and showing my age, my parents took me to the New York World's Fair in 1964 in Flushing Meadows. I'm not reading the dad joke. Uh, <laughs> where I believe Belgian waffles were first introduced in the U.S. I saw these things and my 10-year-old self just had to have one. My parents relented and I was soon staring down two incredibly thick waffles that sandwiched an obscene amount of whipped cream and strawberries the size of my head. The thing was the size of a dinner plate. Needless to say, I couldn't finish it, but my happy smile, ringed in whipped cream, told my parents that it was worth it. Of course, they ate the rest of it. So those are some of my favorite fair foods. Hope you T-Shiites are well and healthy. Um, And Bob says, P.S. Anne, good for you for getting a colonoscopy. Not pleasant, the preparation, but not terrible. That's what I said, right? Yeah. All I'll say about my last two is that the GI doc who performed it is named Robert Stein. When I first met him, I said my mother would be so proud. He laughed. <laughs> oh, God, Bob. I, That's You funny. know, Robert, not an uncommon name. Stein, not an uncommon name. But for your doctor to be named yeah. with your yeah. same name, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Great. Um, and then also, also, finally, Bob sent in a link to an article separately, which I'll just summarize. It's an article about how Ben Affleck has a soda fountain, a custom soda fountain in his office that has a spigot for both Diet Coke and Diet Pepsi, and how this is a sign that his relationship with J-Lo is doomed. <laughs> this was discussed on multiple podcasts that I listened to this week. Like, it, it because uh, I guess we all know that J-Lo loves Diet Coke. So it's like, oh, I just... Does Ben love Diet Pepsi? What is wrong with him? That makes him instantly not cute. I know. I know. I, yeah, you got you got to pick a side yes, in this. Yeah. We can't all be Meredith who buys 
Diet Pepsi at the Costco by accident and then actually oh, drinks I, it. I didn't do that. Gregory did oh, that. Oh, yeah. Gregory no. did that because he was mad about <laughs> something. Jeremy would do that, too. He was, he, like, he tired and distracted and he just threw it in the cart and I was like, huh, okay. All right. I see how <laughs> you feel. Attention to Diet detail, guys. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess that proves that Ben and I can never be together. I no. I, I can't handle that. I think it would be hilarious to have a soda fountain where every single selection was diet coke (laughs) (laughs) i would like that so anyway that was on hacks was it have you watched hacks no yeah she had a just diet coke fountain (gasps) oh that's right (laughs) remember that would be so nice oh Oh, god i would go back to the office for that (laughs) um anyway on to our question of the week answers from the facebook group uh, which was, uh, what is your favorite fair food from Tier? She said, fried butter, YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about this one, Tier. I, I know people that like to eat just raw sticks of butter, but I don't know. This might be a bridge think- too far for me. Well, yeah. basically, Wait, you're, you're just okay with people eating raw butter, I, but you're no. concerned about the deep fried. I'm butter? not saying I'm not saying I'm okay with people who just you know peel a stick of butter from the fridge and start non chomping down on it. But I know people that do it. I and you would Got think it. the the coating and the frying would upgrade plain butter to something consumable, but I don't know. It's basically you're mm-hmm. just eating that. It's, you know, it just becomes like a biscuit or what would be another thing, like just a buttery biscuit of the batter, I think. Yeah, I've I never had it. But. I've never, yeah, I've never had it. I've never looked into it, but I had assumed that they just uh, battered and fried a stick of butter and that mm-hmm. can't be true. It's got to be like pats of butter, right? Let's, we got to let's look. Well, you, butter you have the butter state. princesses, so I'm sure that that's something you can get there. No, they don't do deep fried butter at the Minnesota State Fair. Oh. Um, they oh, that one does look like a stick. Uh, um, I've been to the Texas State Fair, but I did not have. I think I've I'm, seen them in like like little nugget. Yeah, form. there's some nuggets that they look almost like pretzel bites. Yeah, sort of. That sounds so gross. As a you non, take a bite. yeah, as somebody without a gallbladder, I just butter. I thought it would be deadly. Yeah, to, to try <laughs> I, that, remember so that. I just didn't. <laughs> Deep fried stick of butter. Okay, so there's one that looks uncannily like a corn dog Ooh. on the stick so it's on and the everything. Stick. Yep. There's one that's in the the little um, container that again is corn dog esque that somebody's labeling. Oh, I see it. Ranch. On? So I don't know that I could do the corn dog stick of butter, but I, I could do just... a whole thing. I'd try a bite. Yeah, but just liquid yeah. on the inside. How does that work? Yeah, somebody just tried it. Please, we need more details. Yeah, Yeah. tear tune back in. Yeah, this this requires some some research. Um, Oh, there's one where it looks like the bottom of the dish is just all melted butter as the butter has slowed out. So gnarly looking. Okay, okay. You have to make these the show pictures. Or like moving on, moving on. on (laughs) Really opened up a can of worms here. Uh, From Lane, she says Wisconsin State Fair cream puffs. Yum. Would try. Yes. Absolutely. Says I love getting the real lemonade. It's so good. I like those the stands where they have the big, the old fashioned. Oh, it's old fashioned, but it's like from the 70s or the 80s that has the 
lemonade like churning in the top thing. I would definitely get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Fred <laughs> made me laugh. <laughs> he says, I know Mike Frizzell wouldn't have approved, but fresh baked scones with butter and raspberry jam at the Washington <laughs> State Fair, formerly the Puyallup. Oh, the the Pu- 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 Puyallup. Puyallup. I got there in the end. I don't know why you guys are so self-righteous about people pronouncing it. because <laughs> No, don't, not me. Up. I'm not. <laughs> the Puyallup. Um, that sounds good. You know, one of my, like, when I was, I had this memory of being put on a diet when I was in eighth grade, uh, Jenny Craig, because it was the mm. early 90s. And I don't know why this is all, like, I went to go, I was on the Jenny Craig diet, but, like, also we went to go see a musical or something at, like, whatever. We went to, like, Dallas City Musicals or something. And I remember sitting there and fantasizing about, a biscuit with melted butter and jelly. Like, and that is my go-to if I'm like, oh, that, like a melted butter on a hot biscuit with jelly. Oh, so, so anyway, that makes, I also don't love a scone, but if it's like kind of softer than. They're more like soft biscuits. Okay. Well, I can fuck with that for sure. Mm-hmm. That's the only fair food I've ever had. Really? Yeah. Oh, Cause I've Christy. only been to the Puyallup fair and only uh-huh. once. So. I'm wow. just so sad that you're not coming here this I know. summer. I know. I know. <sighs> Maybe thought, next year because uh, my dad really hey. wants to go. But. And I was listening on Who Weekly this week, and they actually talked about the Minnesota State Fair, the people that were, were performing there, and they were like, this is a bit like Pitbulls performing. and But it was like big, <laughs> like it was, you know, they were like, this is a big deal. And the lady that called in to say like, Pitbull, I can't, there was somebody else. Oh, Florida Georgia line, because that's yep. been a big topic of conversation. And they're like, no, this is not hooey. This is like a them behavior. Like the Minnesota State Fair is a big deal. And I was like, yeah, it is. I yep. know. They always have like a, let's call them a contemporary artist like Pitbull. They always have like an 80s rock band, your yeah. ACDC types. And then they always have a country artist. I, the year that Keith Urban was there, I, we were just leaving as people were coming to the concerts, and so many of those dumb Keith Urban, like, crushed cowboy hats <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> oh, God. That, like, medium, like, that shag cut hair. Yep, yep. Oh, oh, I don't know. What What is he hiding under that haircut? I don't know. I don't, know. I don't either. Um, anyway, let's do a 180 from Fresh Scones to Anne Louise, oh. who says, frozen cheesecake on a stick. That's right. I said it. That sounds delicious. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I would get down with that. Um, it's really not quite the same, but my roommate and I used to get... Uh, it was frozen key lime pie dipped in chocolate on a stick. And we used to eat those sometimes. Um, Daniel says, I love a funnel cake at the beginning, but kind of hate myself for eating it by the end. <laughs> That's why you have to go with people. You can't yes. do fairs yeah. and festivals by yourself because no. you need someone to share the eating burden. Uh, Alan says, I'm with you guys. Fried dough with cinnamon sugar. Here we call them elephant ears. And a corn dog would be my top two classic. Uh, Amy says pronto pups. I'm not sure how to look at the difference between corn dogs and pronto pups. Obviously, I know that pronto pups are wheat while corn dogs are corn. But to me, they're kind of the same thing. Similar idea. You know, (laughs) encased meat in a fried batter that you put ketchup and or mustard on. So I I won't um, draw too much of a line between those. 
Uh, Tanya says funnel cake or an elephant ear. Now, see, you have to go with Alan, Tanya. Yeah. yeah. The two of you would just be perfect. Uh, John says Puyallup fair scones with raspberry or strawberry jam. Hmm. There you go. Sensing a theme. Jean says at the Texas State Fair, they have a wonderful little nook where there's a pretty tasty wine. Wait, is wine fair food? <laughs> I Why mean, not? Anything can be uh, yeah. fair food if you have it at the fair. I had yep. I had a beer. I don't drink beer really, but at the Texas State Fair, I had a beer that had um, frosting around the edge of the glass. It was Why? like a funnel cake beer. And? It was disgusting. Yeah, uh, I was like, uh-huh. mm, you don't need to add sugar well, no. to beer. No, I'm an alcoholic, and that's that <laughs> Yeah, so at the Minnesota State Fair, you know, I should just record that at the Minnesota State Fair, and I can just play it every time I see it. I say it. at the. There's a whole segment of the horticulture building that's given over to a beer garden. It's all craft local beer brewers, and they do flights of beer, so they'll have like eight or ten different flights that you can get, and that place is hopping yeah. all yeah. the time. Yeah, um, People enjoy that a lot. I seem to remember the last time Matt was home, he and his Meredith started getting flights at about 9.30 or 10 in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, listen, live it up. Yep. You're on fair time now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Amanda agrees with Elephant Ear. Catherine said, cheese curds fresh out of the fryer with a side of ketchup. I will say that about half a dozen cheese curds from the fair is, that'll do me. I don't need the the whole thing. So I'm fine to split it. And Linda agrees with other people that funnel cakes are the way to go. So Hillary, I guess you are yeah. very on trend. Yes. Oh, yes, I'm always on trend. Of course <laughs> with are. my funnel cake. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. you're cool. And so cool. You're so cool. Um, all right. So with that, maybe let's move on to some medium talk. I'm so excited. Yes. Uh, this... Um, format topic segment was something that jeremy actually pitched to us and when he said i don't know maybe if you want to do it or you don't want to do it and i said yes yes a thousand times yes (laughs) i want to do this topic and there's nothing i want to do with my life more at this particular moment in time than discuss this um and i you know jeremy can speak to it uh, himself, but of course we know around here that he was raised a very conservative, uh, conservative religious tradition, uh, evangelical Christians, and as such, uh, did not interact with the secular world as much mm-hmm. as some of us. And so there are things, Jeremy, that you have missed out on that are common references for everybody else. Correct? Yeah, yeah, a lot actually. And I will say, too, what's weird is that I don't know if this is weird or not, actually, but it is for me. Um, I I didn't grow up knowing that I was conservative uh, and I didn't grow up knowing that I I didn't feel like I was missing out on a bunch. I just realized when I got older and I didn't get, you know, 75 percent of the references <laughs> that people made. <laughs> and people were like, what? You haven't seen what? Like started having really strong reactions i realized oh it's actually like weird that the only show that i watched was star trek or <laughs> and that in and of Whatever. itself so. is a little strange too so strange. yeah it's a pretty Just progressive that, show yeah. i know i'm surprised that that yeah. was the one that was permitted 
Yeah. But it was your dad's well, thing, like, right? Your dad. When loved you it. pick and choose, you get to decide, right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's a very it's a very Christian move. Really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I like this part. Let's go with that. So I think so. We were exploring the idea of this segment where Jeremy would experience whatever it is, watching, reading, listening, seeing something that he missed out on that all the rest of us experienced, and then uh, we would talk about his reaction and. Uh, what he thought of it, and one we were like, well, so is there anything that comes to mind? And like Christy, drop of a hat said, "Dirty Dancing." Yes, and we were said, all like, "Jerry yes. said it." Oh, did you? I, I thought it was Ferris Bueller, but he's like, "No, I saw it." And then we asked Jeremy, like, "What could it be?" And he's like, "I know one that people always make fun of me for is Dirty Dancing." Well, so that's on him. Yeah, oh, I, I have no recollection. I, of okay, that. I'll yes. take it then. But I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> Not to uh, steal the credit, but it was my idea. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yay. Love it. Oh. Okay, good. Good. Christy, you just pulled a man. <laughs> there it, is. Okay. it was a while ago. That's no, really but it, w- it was a great idea. And I really, came up with the segment name. Yes. That's the only yes. thing I did. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, like, on, on the face of the, it's perfect because it's dirty dancing and we all know that dancing is next to sin <laughs> yes mm-hmm. uh in in the evangelical tradition and in my senior year in high school you know i did that like running start-esque program where i went to a nearby college and the one that i went to the only one that would let me take full-time um college courses was a, a relatively conservative christian college they're baptist i believe we're not baptist we're lutheran as discussed before but like i don't know i was very and my parents were very oh whatever it's just education it's not like you know she has to go to church interestingly enough they had chapel every day at like ten fifteen, <laughs> and you didn't have to go it wasn't mandatory so i didn't go and then one day somebody called me on it they were like i see that you never go to chapel Whoa. and i was like it's none of your goddamn business <laughs> What are you doing? I'm going checking to school up on me? here. Get out of here. Fuck <laughs> yeah, off. but anyway, so at, rude. This, at this this college, Bethel University, for anybody who wants to know, in the Twin Cities, they have a no uh, dancing pledge that you have to take. Oh my god! Before there are a you lot start of going religious, there, religious. Yeah, there's a lot of religious colleges in Grand Rapids where I grew up because it's the home of Calvin College and right? Hope College, and they have no dancing pledges. They also send. Uh, narcs out to bars to see if they find students from those schools there Fucking because they have to pledge not to go wow. out. Lord. Oh my God. Yeah. It's like cops that keep going to strip clubs over and over and over again. <laughs> like, yeah. We're just here for research. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. oh I'll take the Saturday night shift. <laughs> right. Um, Baylor University used to be no dancing, I think, but then they were like, we like football, like we want football, we want to be popular and make more money. So they like sold out all mm-hmm. their, uh, you know, like you do. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the, look how that the Bible out. college, yes. the Bible college that I went to initially didn't have a no dancing policy. Uh, but I will say a couple years before I went there, they just made it so that men and women could walk to school on the same side of the street Ooh, from the dorm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, 
for for whatever reason though they didn't have a clearly stated no dance policy and back when i first started going to bible college um, I used to DJ raves and uh, <laughs> weddings and uh, high school dances. And, and so I had a bunch of like DJ gear and lights and fog machines. And we set them up in the gym and we had like an all school dance and invited <laughs> invited all of the girls from the girls dorm to come over to the gym and have a dance. And uh, we got in so much trouble that we almost got kicked out of the school and um, we were also the reason for the new no dancing policy. <laughs> and I ended up feeling like God was telling me to sell all of my DJ no. gear so I could focus oh. on him, I guess. Uh, and Capital so, and so I, <laughs> I sold all my stuff. And I'm so sad because even today, like the stuff that I had is still what people use. Like I had oh. really nice gear. You could be a and rave I sold DJ. it on Craigslist <laughs> for probably like a tenth of what it was worth. No. But, you know. DJ Jen Lasher would have no business. <laughs> exactly. if DJ Jeremy Holmes was on the scene. Yes. That's right. I'm, I'm curious, what music did you play? At these raves, well, I I played a lot of like covers, and I really enjoyed um, taking like I had all these old like Star Wars records that were like re- it was they were like reading, they were like an audio book, but it was Star Wars, and there was like sound effects, and I would try and mix those with music a lot of time, and I liked playing a lot of covers and stuff That's like that. Because I yeah. and then at like high school dances and. Just Weddings popular or music whatever. Or... I just whatever. Okay. They so you weren't t- you weren't a DJ that like you played a lot of DC talk at your raves or no, whatever Christian no. groups. My, my plan was actually my plan was actually to like go out and like be a rave DJ and like bring Jesus oh, like to the ravers. Right. And I sold all my stuff, so I couldn't do that part of it. But me and my friends used to all we would go to raves and just bring like a shit ton of like water bottles and just whatever wander around and hang out and dance and give water to people and like that was our version we never talked to people about jesus yeah but we were trying to go there i guess to just like hydration pioneers people water yes <laughs> yeah. yeah well you know when you do molly you get dehydrated yeah. so no it's important <laughs> you've heard you've heard i've heard tell that that is something that happens well, so um, given this explanation for your, your state of upbringing, Jeremy, uh, you watched Dirty Dancing for the first time in the past week, right? Yep. Two, two nights ago. Yep. Um, and we have a few questions that we'd like to ask. Of course, we'd, we'd uh, like any of your input, but <clears throat> uh, I guess we've alluded to it, but the first thing I want to ask is why did you miss out on this pop culture touchstone? What was it about a movie called Dirty Dancing? What year did it come I, I out? 1987. Seven? So yeah. you were how old? Five. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the first yeah. reason. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I was a child, but also like, what was it rated? Mm, it, it wasn't R. It's not R, okay. but I think because I well I saw that doesn't mean it was anything. oh no it was PG thirteen because this yeah. is the movie that I saw yeah. when I was twelve and I thought I was going to go to prison because <laughs> I wasn't thirteen oh oh wow yeah I mean I didn't see my first R rated movie till I think seventh grade wow and you beat and me it was blood sport 
and it was at my friend's birthday party, and I felt so bad that I left early and I was like sobbing and confessed to my parents. I, I um, think my but yeah, my I first mean, uh, R-rated movie was Pump Up the Volume when I was sixteen, I believe. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> sorry, mom. I watched it in our basement while you were asleep. <laughs> oh, what a rebel. You're retroactively yeah, I mean, grounded, Anne. Mm-hmm. I know. Uh, I mean, there's several reasons that come to mind obvi- besides the obvious, like right in the title, dirty dancing part. Um, I, the abortion thing is a huge deal for my parents. The fact that the movie even like discussed abortion probably would have freaked them out. But, um, but would they have known that? They wouldn't have known. It's so buried. Like no one knew until you. I mean, I su- it. I suppose if if like your pastor, or your preacher, or somebody like the church leaders um, like said preached some sermons on you know the disgustingness of this movie, maybe that would be a way to find out about it. But other than that, it's not like a. I mean, it is a huge plot point, but it's not uh, front and center in the marketing. I got to say, though, yeah. when I saw it when I was 12 or whatever, I did not know. I had, didn't know what an abortion was, and I nope. had no idea that was in the story. So I was just like, that girl is real sick. So I missed yeah. a pretty mm-hmm. big chunk of well, plot. <laughs> when I when I um, I watched it with Bridget, and I had to sort of explain to her what was going on. Well, and because I'm, like, on my soapbox a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, um, do you know what's happening? Do you know what's wrong? She's like, no. I mean, cause it is like, if you, you're not keyed into that. Cause I, yeah, I think when I saw that, I, I was the same as you, Meredith. Like I just thought she was. Well, it sick, is kind sick. of a coded yeah. scene. Yeah. And they mm-hmm. talk about, you know, got Penny in trouble. That, yeah. yeah that's you had to know language. what was going on at yeah. the time of, that it was said. Well, and I yeah. actually even realized when she said, uh, like who knocked Penny up or whatever. I said, Bridget, do you know mm-hmm. what knocked up means? And she said, no. And I had to explain it to her. I was like, Hey, I guess mm-hmm. like if you hadn't really been exposed to that terminology, yeah, I didn't get it at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I mean, honestly, like we're talking about it, so I might as well, whatever, continue the conversation. But with the whole, um, abortion thing, like even, seeing um oh my god i'm gonna start crying (laughs) (laughs) even just seeing this movie is like an eye-opening experience for me and i was seven when it came out um because i grew up i grew up just believing abortion was murder because that's what i was taught right and not understanding the what that what that meant and the like the impact and and the cost that um women were paying for it being illegal um and i mean that kind of stuff happens all the time christy always makes fun of me (laughs) because we go to museums and i just like cry like we're in texas and i was freaking out about how they just stole Texas from Mexico. Five years ago, he was like, <laughs> "But it was like, did you know that?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a lot of people know this." <laughs> well, Jeremy, I was, I it made me cry a little bit mm-hmm. I, um, because as I'm like explaining to Bridget, I was going to make me cry that I. That this is supposed to be a fun episode, and we're all like, <laughs> um, but it's as a little I'm bit timely, yeah, yeah, yeah. As yeah. I'm explaining to her. My line was like, this is how it used to be. And it's, and you know, that was what I was going to say to her. And it's like, no, this is how it is now. Mm -hmm. And it makes me, and I was telling my sister today, because I saw this with my sister and she was 18, 18 when this came out. So this was like her fucking movie. Like this Mm -hmm. was her jam. And she kind of looks a little similar to Jennifer Grey. And I remember going to see it with her and like, 
I was telling her today, I was, uh, you know, it was really fun watching it with Bridgie, but it makes me so fucking mad that I can't say, oh, this is how it used to be. Like women had to go to, you know, people who pretend to be doctors or whatever and have dirty, dirty equipment and all this stuff. And I'm like, that it, it makes me both sad and it fucking pisses me off so much. Like I can't even like see straight when I talk about it. I can't have, um, an informed conversation or I can have an informed conversation, but I can't have a calm, rational conversation with somebody that disagrees with me. Cause fuck you. Like, fuck you. This is what happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So before you watch this, Jeremy, yeah. what, <laughs> what were you expecting of the movie? Um, I was expecting just about, just about what I got. Oh, <laughs> so, oh. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. Like it's, it's like right there in the title. Um, and I, I just, I feel like the, I mean, it was just a lot of people just like rubbing up on each other. <laughs> Actually, I would take some, I, I don't know if dancing is the right word. That doesn't feel like dancing to me, <laughs> a lot of the stuff that was going on. It just feels like weird, like, I don't know, gyrating or something. <laughs> a little grinding. But, yeah. I mean, some of the dancing stuff they did is like insanely mind blowing, amazing, like athleticism. And then, uh, and then half the time they're just like rolling their hips on each other. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I don't know. Uh, it so always does make me laugh that like when she goes to the staff quarters and they are like grinding up on each other, it makes me laugh because nobody's like making out. They're all just like grinding on each mm-hmm. other and nobody's mm-hmm. kissing or anything. I'm like, you would think somebody would, I don't know, kiss, but they're all just like, <laughs> like dry to dance. Each other. It's not about sex. <laughs> I know, it's not. Day. So, <laughs> Have we ever talked about I, what exactly is the metaphor of the watermelon? Hmm. I mean, that one guy sucks at carrying them. Like, what are they going to do with those watermelon? At carrying watermelons. And, like, what are they going to do with it? It would, that's that there was another food. There wasn't a food table. It's true. Also, have you ever seen watermelons shaped that way? Like that long? <laughs> they were so oddly shaped. Like, I don't know if we just get weird watermelons out here in Washington State that are, like, round. But those things are, like, They're, like, I don't know. like cylinders. Yeah. Those, those, those are heritage like yeah. watermelons. Yeah. Now we just have the inbred watermelons. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Easier well, to carry. Maybe. Those definitely mm. had seeds. Who eats those anymore? Oh, Yo, and, gross. And, and frankly, I don't know if watermelon is a good food to be eating while you're drinking I guess it's, it's like hydrating, hydrating yeah. but it's not putting any calories in there to slow down the alcohol. <laughs> well, there's sugar. I suppose. I mean, I guess. Did it's he not steal the worst them? Thing. Like, I don't know where he even got them from. <laughs> you can... I assume they grow them on site at the family lodge. If I'm going to steal home. something, I think that watermelon would not be. Wallets, mm. obviously. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you want to talk about Kellerman's, Jeremy? You had some thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. I love the idea of just like a camp that you can go hang out with like for a month. Oh, yeah. By yourself with your family. More than a month, like two months. They seem to go the whole summer. summer. Who are these people that can go the whole summer who aren't retired? Yeah. I don't know. Well, I'll say that the guy that owned it doesn't look like somebody that's ever like stayed a night at something called a mountain lodge <laughs> or anything else. <laughs> was, I'm surprised he was even there. But uh, I think but, there yeah. must I don't be know. some sort of like tradition, at least in the Jewish 
Northeastern culture because, I mean, I don't speak from experience at all, but there was a whole storyline in like the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, I think like the second mm-hmm. season where she yeah. goes to a situation like that. They go, it seems like people go, come and go a little bit more. Like you're not, I mean, maybe some people are there all summer, but it's like some people go back to the city or whatever. But yeah. well, we know the husbands come yes, and go anyway. Yeah. My friend Jocelyn <laughs> is Jewish and she is from Miami originally, but has family in that actual area. Well, they're kind of in the Adirondacks, but they have a family, you know cottage I guess is more accurate but it's pretty big and they just sort of share it you know it's just like we're going to be there this weekend you guys are going that weekend but they'll go for you know two three weeks at a time sometimes yeah and don't you have a cabin on like point danger or something (laughs) can we turn that into a a mini Kellerman's um well it's essentially two rooms Okay. It hasn't had any updating for 50 or 60 years. It has a beautiful Uh brick stove that doesn't work. Where's the closest watermelon farm? Ooh, ooh. I don't know. You guys, I've got a cottage up north in northern Michigan. My dad's renovating it. The kitchen's now gorgeous, and he's putting in a hot tub. Ooh. Is that is that near the the Upper Peninsula? Not that far north, but it's kind of near like Uh Mount Pleasant. If that mean that probably doesn't mean anything to anybody. That sounds um, like nothing no. bad ever happens there. <laughs> there's a there's a university and a casino and that's it. Ooh. Oh, it sounds like my kind yeah. of place. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we can go Definitely. there. He's he's yep. adding um like built in bunks to the attic to like sleep a bunch of people. So we could that could be our cottage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. I like, I like it. Yeah, the idea of like this structured resort living is a little bit foreign to me because I know they do have places a bit like that, but I think my family is a little bit too like independent. We're not really like group participators. <laughs> so the idea of, you know, you know, going to I don't know, the macrame class and the dance lessons obviously and all of that stuff, I'd be like, I'll be reading over here. Mm-hmm. It kind of seems like a cruise before, you know, like... That's what I said. Up, yeah, before people go oh, on cruises. Yeah. Like, I guess you could participate or it's not. Cruise on the land. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it does look pretty cool. I mean, I I don't know if a whole su- if I'd want to go the whole summer, but definitely for a time. I think it'd be kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, if you had that kind of disposable income. Totally. you didn't have to work, maybe I wouldn't spend my summer there, but it would be nice to go for a couple of weeks, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe we should go to Maybe there's in an... Hawaii. Oh. <laughs> Maybe there's an opportunity for these to come back now that so many people are working remotely. That's oh, true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's a good idea. Well, maybe so. I... I did appreciate at the end of the movie when there was just that moment of realness where the guy who owned it was talking, like, prophesying about the imminent demise of the hotel industry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and talking about... It was very um, prescient of him. Uh, it, well, you mean when he was talking to the one black person in the whole movie? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, who's the band leader? Yeah. Who is always no. the one black person in the movie, which yeah. may mm-hmm. be historically accurate as far as I know, because I don't think probably those resorts were integrated. No, I don't think so. I did, I did expect it to be more racist. Oh, interesting. I kept on waiting for like the really bad racism to happen. Mm-hmm. And... You know, just classism. I, mean, just your, I was going to say, I think just it's your normal baseline racism. I guess. Yeah. I, yeah, I think the classism was in place mm-hmm. of any sort of because there were just weren't no black people really. So it was like we're just going to talk about class and Johnny. And Johnny. Johnny! Oh. Mm-hmm. 
so, okay, Jeremy, what did you think of Patrick Swayze in this movie? I am a big fan of Patrick Swayze uh, because I'm a big fan of Red Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I've been I've been a longtime fan. And I mean, the very first time that he came on the screen, you have to admit there's just like a there's just like an energy there. Oh yeah, that I think is very unique to Peace Ways. Like sunglasses <laughs> in sw- side somehow works every other person looks like an asshole but that guy and that guy comes in and you're like yeah he should definitely be wearing sunglasses and <laughs> like if he wasn't wearing them it would be weird and everybody's just okay with it because they know that that's how it's supposed to be yep um but yeah i mean i i like him i don't know if he's a good actor i think so i don't think it really matters i think so i mean i don't know how um much chance he got to show his range but he was certainly, I think, very good in what he did. And he was definitely believable as someone that, like, the uh, wealthy MILFs would be yes. totally into. Like, he <sighs> exuded that very mm-hmm. believably. God. Here's one thing that caught me off guard right at the beginning. Like, Patrick Swayze shows up, camp owner guy comes in and is immediately like, don't start sexing up any of the women. <laughs> like, is this a known thing that's happened with him before? And if it is, why would you invite a sexual predator back to your resort? <laughs> like, are there not other dance instructors that are not sexual predators? I don't think it's get? sexual predation at all. I think the the um, the sexual activity was very much welcomed by the bored women, the rich housewives i think it probably didn't go over so well with their husbands yeah mm-hmm. which yeah. may be where he's coming from the people that have the checkbook yeah uh you don't right. want well he wants only the college boys to get the laid. daughters true yeah. Uh, yeah. true yeah his weird creepy mating camp <laughs> <laughs> let me ask you this while we're talking about sex work um the <laughs> remember when the patrick swayze was gonna like hook up with that one wife lady uh-huh. but then he said no because he was in love with baby baby and um it, you know he went and told her like hey i'm not available and the husband like oh because the husband originally gave him money and was like hey give her some extra dance lessons do you think w- were we supposed to think that he knew what he was paying for no no i, I think, think he just so. was like oh, wanted was to get being his, oblivious i think maybe he was doing something or whatever he just wanted to like not have his ball and chain around so yeah like whatever he wanted his wife safely occupied, and yeah. he didn't see her uh, as enough of a person <laughs> to actually <laughs> yes. have agency to pursue other desires, maybe. I really liked her fashion, though. I really related mm-hmm. to it. I was like, I, actually, Baby's fashion is fantastic in this movie. Yes. Like, I was like, I would wear every single one of the outfits that she wears in this. And Bridget even said, I feel like you wear an outfit kind of like that. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I probably do. Uh, so how was it different from what you expected then? Um, I mean, we already kind of touched on it, but the biggest thing that stood out to me was the the whole abortion storyline, mm-hmm. that, that piece of it. Um, I think in my head I was like, oh, this is just a stupid 80s movie about like grinding up on each other <laughs> and some romance or whatever. And so that it really caught me off guard. And, you know, I, I think that probably the the, t- the timing of it I mean, I think I watched it like three days after the yeah. <laughs> Roe vs. Wade got overturned. Um, so that it definitely stuck out to me. But I think that was probably the biggest way that it was different. Um, a lot of these movies, like I 
when I do, you know, catch up and listen to some album or watch a movie or watch a show or whatever, I, I kind of have like a little bit of an understanding of what's going to happen anyway, just because of the like, you know, I'm almost 40, the 40 <laughs> years of references that I've heard other people yep. making and yep. the screenshots here and there or, or you know, whatever. Um, so I can kind of piece stuff together. But yeah, the the whole like abortion storyline kind of caught me off guard for sure. And it, it is like a dumb dance movie in some ways. And she's all hot to trot for this dance instructor. But it's it, it's a coming of age movie that I think gets um, belittled a little bit, dismissed yeah. a little yep. bit because it's because coming it's of age a girl. for a woman yep. yeah, mm-hmm. instead of a man uh, that does have some interesting themes and it seems more like she's reflecting back on that summer with some of the voiceover stuff and it, you know that she and Johnny did not live happily ever after no, with each other. No. That that was a summer thing and maybe they tried to keep it going for a while or they saw each other the next year but this is definitely like her sexual awakening. Um, and yeah, it's interesting that way. It's something you didn't see a lot of in the 80s, which I think is why people were crazy for it and still are crazy for it. How? So she was 18 in the movie. Yeah. I kept on trying to figure out how old everybody was. She was 18 in the movie. How old was Patrick Swayze's, or what was his character's Johnny. name? Johnny. Whatever. Johnny. Johnny. How old was Johnny? I would guess mid to late 20s. Yeah. I mean, I, in, in, gross, inappropriate, right? for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, for sure. He was born but, in 1952, so he was I mean, he was in his 30s. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, but this is movie age, right? Yes. Not God real damn. age. <laughs> I wish I could look that good at 40, let alone Yeah, 30. no kidding. <laughs> I mean, I remember, this is a side note, I remember going to, like, some day camp, and even then, and okay, so I was nine when this came out, and that summer whenever afterwards and everybody was obsessed with Patrick Swayze. Like every mm. little girl was obsessed with him. Like that's all we could talk about was Patrick Swayze, which is so funny. Cause it wasn't like, we just thought he was so cute and he was in his thirties and we were like, he's just so cute. And he's such a good dancer. And he was a beautiful dancer. Mm-hmm. He really was. Well, little girl crushes don't, have a lot of basis in reality no so. no exactly i mean remember when we were all crushing on george michael yeah yes yeah I mean, come on i mentioned this before but my sister when she was like 10 had a crush on tom cruise who was probably like 40 at that point <laughs> <laughs> he's about to be, you know what his birthday is i think tomorrow he when we're recording this he's going to be 60 because I do I don't know my brain is only good Mm -hmm. for storing this kind of information (laughs) not anything really good Um, yeah he was he was a big big star then I think it was it was a couple of years after this that he did Ghost right 90 was Ghost yeah so everything he did yeah he I mean he was in this he was in Roadhouse Roadhouse, obviously (laughs) Let's not forget Point Break. Well, and he was also in, what's the um, movie? This is impor- more important to my brothers and sisters, but The um, Outsiders. Isn't that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was such a good movie. And As that, like, Jeremy mentioned, Red Dawn. Red Dawn. He was in a lot of. He was always like point, the older brother in yeah. all of those things. Point though, Break. Wasn't he? He was the older brother yeah. in Red mm-hmm. Dawn, yeah. right? Yeah. And out, and Outsiders. Yep. Fox and the Hound 2. Let's not forget that. <laughs> I'm just looking at his oh, IMDb. I never got through Fox and the Hound 1. Oh. My mom oh. had to take me out of the theater because yes. I was crying so hard. Oh, I cried just like even thinking about it. 
I know. Yeah, I just want to be friends. Oh, I forgot he was in. It's not good, but it was so popular North and South before this. Was oh, like, yeah. That's a right. movie. That's yeah. right. Yeah. But then he did go on to do some interesting things like Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Yeah. That's she not anything food. that you yeah. would have. Yeah. 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 I think part of the reason why I watched this movie so so much when I was a kid is my mom was very horny for for him mm-hmm. yeah and so it was like oh it's on yeah why don't, why don't we just watch this <laughs> well and it's funny because i feel like you know he's so graceful and a lovely dancer but he seems very masculine also like he like jeremy you were talking about when he first walks in and she's seeing him kind of be like dickish like with sunglasses on and you're like mm-hmm. kind of scared of him but also he's kind and he's so sweet to Penny, even though they're not, you know, they're just like more like brother and sister than they are significant others or anything. But you're like, I'm a little bit scared, but you know, he has a heart of gold. I can, I can find that heart of gold somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're saying that's that's tapping into the uh, primal female fantasy yes. of, of I can fix him. Yes. I, yes. I can find the soft core. Underneath <laughs> yes. The, the wounded exterior oh boy yes. oh. Johnny I, I can fix him is the only reason that I've ever dated anybody in my entire life <laughs> uh, well I guess you gotta make it work for you right well so what's the verdict then how do you feel about having watched it I mean I feel good it was um, I probably won't watch it again if I'm being honest I got a little bored I have a feeling that this will be a trend as I um, consume more media mm. from that time period. Um, but it's, uh, you know, it felt a little slow moving and maybe repetitive at times. Well, and you don't like um, musicals. Yeah. Well, it wasn't, a big fan it wasn't of really musical. It's, there was Although two really soundtracks. Think of this yeah. as a musical. <laughs> I'm sorry. How, how could you ever be anything but rapt? Raptly paying attention during "She's Like the Wind," it's one of my favorite songs. Yeah, oh, song. that's what I wanted to ask: is what was everybody's favorite song? I guess at the time. God, it is such a good soundtrack. It, it really is. Boat well, too. I what what always made me laugh about it is how um, anachronistic the songs are in some of them, and like you think, oh, it's just a soundtrack, but like some of them, they're actually like I had the time of my life. It's not like. Obviously, it was a newer song, but it doesn't even sound like it would be a song from 1963, but yet, like, he's singing mm-hmm. it to her, so it's like, it, and that song that's like, we're gonna fall in love in a field, yeah. so that one always made me laugh, because I was like, even when I was a kid, I was like, this would not be in a 60s. It doesn't do a great job of putting it in, in its time, I don't no. think. No. But mm. Also, like, half the songs are just chosen because they have the word baby in the title <laughs> totally i uh, didn't even realize that until literally last yep, night and me i was too. like i'll say baby in it mm-hmm. i guess i've never I, thought of <laughs> that the music for the soundtrack was actually being heard by the characters in in any way uh oh, only the last unless they're dancing like, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, like when they're doing the dance lessons in the studio and he puts on the record, obviously they're listening to that song. But the that the music from nowhere, yeah. I just, I, I don't think that the characters are meant to hear it. Even really the one, the, the last song, I don't think that's what they're actually hearing as they dance. But he lip synced it to her, remember? Yeah, but it's kind of generic, right? It's, it's just a little bit of movie fudging. 
Okay. I think maybe this? Hungry Eyes. If I was going to have to choose, maybe Hungry Eyes. Hungry Eyes is your... And it, it, do you th- feel like it stood the test of time? Yeah. Okay. I mean... Hillary, what about you? I do love... Well, because I love the montage. I love a montage. Bridget was, like, looking off, or she was at, like, Jeremy. You know, she's not used to the pacing of movies from the yeah. 80s. So <laughs> it's like... God, and, don't watch anything from the 70s. I yeah, know. Right. How, mm-hmm. how old is Bridget? 10. Uh, good to know I'm in good (laughs) and so she was looking off I was like this is the montage and then I was like wait something funny is gonna happen something funny is gonna happen and then I but I like said it too early she was Uh like when when is something funny gonna happen I was like hold on (laughs) hold on hold on and it was the the um you know the arm thing like the Mm -hmm. the, where she laughed yeah where she laughs and she didn't end up enjoying it so I was like well see I told you but I like hungry eyes because it's just as you know it's Mm -hmm. a good montage and I like the part it's so like I don't know I think it's really beautiful but it's sort of also weird when Penny and Johnny are like dancing on either side of her but it looks really pretty (laughs) I don't know why I just think it looks really pretty the way that they're dancing together but why were they just wearing fishnet I don't, you know, chafing, chafing, you gotta stop that chafing. Yeah. Well, and I also feel like it, you know, you slowly see her like basically undress as she's getting like, you know, more comfortable. Yeah. Like she, all of a sudden it she's does. just in her underwear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Does anybody else starting to feel that maybe Hillary is terrible to watch movies with? <laughs> as she's I, sitting there like, well, okay, okay, this part. part. Watch here, watch here. This, something funny's going to happen. <laughs> No. But like, who, I, need, I need that. I who who else was like singing along and saying the words along with it? I was. Miss sure. I was as well. Yes. yes <laughs> I was like, Jeremy, I'm going to be singing, so sorry in advance. <laughs> um yeah, I would say hungry eyes, probably. And how about you? It's, she's like the wind. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Jeremy, did you have a favorite song? No, I mean to be honest with you, I I can't remember, like, I can't remember any of the songs that were in it. <laughs> Some kind of wonderful is I mean, a great was, song. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it is. What was the one that I knew ahead of time, Christy, I, that I was singing? I, uh, I can't remember. I, you don't I, own me. I do remember, um, like, when I watched it and they do the, like, Hey, lover boy. Right. I remember feeling very uncomfortable. I mean, actually, oh, while while watching this movie, I was like, this is way more horny than I remember it being. And not just like the grinding up dancing. Like, that's one thing. But just, it, I mean, it's kind of funny. But the sex scenes and stuff and them being kind of sexy with each other. I was like, oh, I kind of forgot that it's, you know, it's not explicit there's no nudity really but like just that it's sexy you know it's she's having sexual awakening yeah, yeah. yeah. so like it's one of the awkward. times they actually kissed they cut away from it very quickly yeah and i remember thinking like what you guys have been like <laughs> <laughs> having standing sex with your clothes on i guess for an hour and a half and now you're gonna cut away from them kissing uh, i who knows what they have to fulfill in order to avoid the r rating mm-hmm. yeah right right yeah right. Um, my favorite song then and now, and it's a little embarrassing because before the second, you know, Dirty Dancing Part Two came out, I was obsessed with the song, and I took my little um, tape recorder and recorded the, from the movie the song, which is the the Kellerman's theme at the end. <laughs> the Kellerman's. <laughs> and and because I had it, so the. On the the on the tape, they didn't have the men talking, but they 
you know, obviously when I record it from there, so I'd get so mad at them, but I had the whole thing memorized, like everything that he would say about Europe and like, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Christy, you and I were very similar in that I used to watch the Footloose. Speaking of you can't dance towns. Um, I would watch the Footloose like final scene and I like had memorized the whole speech before like, Hey, Hey, I thought mm-hmm. this was funny. Let's dance. And yep. then I knew the whole dance, but I had it all recorded. I that would it. be another oh. good candidate for Jeremy yeah. to watch, but it might be um, too similar. Yeah. I was going to say, I did think that this movie was Footloose going into it. (laughs) Like, I was like, aren't they supposed to be dancing in like a barn and it's illegal for them to dance? And Christy said, that's a, that's a different movie. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I did remember the song um, because I looked up the soundtrack, but it's the the time of my life was the song that I was thinking of. That was a massive hit. Yes. The reason that I remembered it or knew it was even from the movie is because I used to have it on vinyl and that's one of the one of the songs that I used to try and mix into other oh. songs. Oh. And so it had the dirty dancing logo, I guess, on the front of the front of the record. I associate that song the most with the end of skating parties. At the yes. <laughs> they play yes. it at the end of every single school skating party, which for some reason in elementary school we had, I don't know, once a month. Oh, mm-hmm. I used to go to the homeschool roller skating at the Linwood Rollaway here every Tuesday for PE. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just the phrase "the homeschool roller skating" is so fun. Yeah. But Jeremy, tell the story. Gymnastics. Tell the story about the best adventure of you at the skate. I don't know what you're talking about. When your mom dropped you off at the mall. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This was when I was smoking pot a little bit in um, junior high, probably, 7th or 8th grade. And um, the only reason I didn't do more drugs, by the way, is because I couldn't get anybody to sell them to me. (laughs) (laughs) The opposite of what Dare told you. Dare was like, there's going to be somebody at every corner offering. I know. Where is is that guy? (laughs) I want to find him. Um, No, but I, I smoke pot. Um, for some reason, right before I went to a homeschool roller skate, uh, this was actually in the evening, Good idea. Uh, like a Christmas caroling and roller skating party. <laughs> and I wasn't doing very well at the roller skating on account of being super high. And somebody ratted me out to my mom and my mom got so mad and she said, I don't want to be around you while you're high. And so she just dropped me off at the mall and said, call me when you're not high anymore. <laughs> and <laughs> left. <laughs> And <laughs> just left me at the mall for, you know, four hours or whatever. Oh, my God. <laughs> While you were high. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Um, Good stuff. I wanted to also bring up the fact, because I forgot that the person that choreographed this, and do you know who it is and what he also ended up directing? It's Kenny Ortega. Yes. Who directed Newsies. <laughs> <laughs> which uh, is one that you have seen jeremy right that was your yes. sister's favorite movie so. yes yeah yeah i've seen like all the rogers and hammerstein stuff and newsies and, yes yeah, and he also i think directed high school musical one mm-hmm. through three mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. um i also loved and i hadn't noticed this or probably i just wouldn't have had like any um it wouldn't have connected to me when i was 10 years old or whatever when um baby is confronting robbie which I always thought it was weird that she was like helping him pour water. I'm like, why are you working? You don't work there. But um, she, he hands her the fountainhead, and he's like, you should read this. It's really good. And she was yes. like, Ugh. I know. Jeremy goes, what is that book? Because I was like, ha. And he's like, what's that book? And I was like, oh. 
<laughs> he didn't know anything about it, any of those books. So maybe oh, that's something. That's no, good. let's not. No, I don't. Audio book. Uh, no. Audio book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I refuse. I, he can do it, know, but I'm not. I, I am a big reading nerd, right? I think that's well established. I spent an entire summer trying to read Atlas Shrugged. And I just had to keep Ew. coming back and rereading and rereading and rereading passages because it is just so bad. Yeah, so bad. So bad. It's so bad. Ugh, the amount of boys that would recommend Oh, it. I was just going to say. Ugh. College. You should read this. It's really good. Yeah. And they think they're enlightened because it's like written by a woman. It's like, fuck off. Mm-hmm. She sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Women can be weird too. Yeah, we, <laughs> don't, we don't claim her. <laughs> Uh, well, so finally, the thing that we want to talk about, uh, Hillary, as you mentioned, you did watch it with Bridget. So yes. your 10 year old and, and Jeremy experienced the movie <laughs> at the same uh, different times in their life, same period of time. Yes. Uh, what did she think of it? She really liked it. I will say she was embarrassed by the grinding. <laughs> she was like, oh, no. And she does this thing. I don't know if Elliot does this. But Bridget's like, oh, cringe. And I'm like, stop saying that. Stop. Like, it's, I think you think you're cool by saying that, but it's annoying mm-hmm. right now. Um, and But she would kind of hide when there was. And I said, listen, there's some adultish things, but I wouldn't let you watch something that was like. Like, you're not going to see like a sex scene. I mean, there's sort of a sex scene, but it's not mm-hmm. real. Uh, but by the end, you know, I the end is so exciting when she does the lift. It's so mm. cool. And I teared up and I think she liked it. And, mm. and then, uh, you know, I'm such a sap when, when Lenny Briscoe says like, you looked wonderful out there. It makes me cry when that, when I don't know, parents approve of their yeah. rebellious children. And, I'm mm-hmm. like, <laughs> and maybe it's the ultimate, climax so to speak of the movie (laughs) obviously it's that final dance but i think the part that really gets all of us if i can venture to guess is when he says nobody puts baby in a corner yes because that line is so famous Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that it's the first time that this girl who's been so marginalized within her family has been recognized for being special and being important yep and displayed is a wrong uh, way to say it, but sort of acknowledged in front of everybody. And that's really cool. It's really cool. You know, it's her, her full coming into her own or whatever. And the dance after that is just the, I don't know, the later expression of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And everybody gets in on it. Even, you know, Bridget gets a big laugh when the two old ladies dance with each other. She's like, (laughs) yeah, that's hilarious. And I remember thinking that was hysterical when I was a kid. (laughs) Um, I did have a realization though, that I am unfortunately like, I'm not, I wish I was a baby, but I'm really a Lisa (laughs) (laughs) when she's like, uh, I'm going to sing, I feel pretty or I feel pretty. (laughs) Oh God, that's me. Like an off key in a bathing suit. (laughs) How, but how crazy was it? I I never caught up, caught this the first time, but, or a million times is that she always had makeup on was always looking at herself but then baby puts on lipstick and the dad's like take that off your I face know. no i mean i think they were it was very much like lisa was the pretty one who was going to get married and baby was the one that was going into the peace corps or whatever mm-hmm. she was the serious one the smart one yeah, yeah. yeah. Ugh, and emily gilmore god love her <laughs> she looks the same <laughs> she does well any final notes jeremy 
Um, the only thing that uh, I meant to say that I didn't was I actually owned this movie at one point in my life, uh, but but was never able to watch it. So I came across a pretty large collection of laser discs right before I <laughs> entered college, and um, Dirty Dancing was one of the movies. Of course, that we had it was laser discs. <laughs> and then one time while I was at class, they went they like tossed my dorm and. They confiscated <gasps> all my Laserdisc player. What? And all of my Laserdiscs. Oh, no. Why? Including like 16 candles <gasps> because apparently somebody shows their boobs in it. But I, we weren't allowed to have anything um, PG-13 or above. Oh, And a bunch okay. of the stuff I had was PG-13. So they just like took... They just took it away from me and I actually never got it back. Oh. Well, that's just stealing. <laughs> but, yeah. I bet, well, I bet yep. they were sitting around watching it somewhere <laughs> in the security <laughs> office. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. They probably realized, oh, this is going to be worth some money. Sounds more <laughs> like prison than school. Yeah. It was a it was a cool laser disc player too. It had these like cartridges that had the laser disc inside and and it would actually like flip them over halfway through like automatically mm-hmm. so you wouldn't have to do it. It would like spit the thing out and suck it back in. It was pretty it was pretty cool. Wow. Maybe we should bring laser discs back. Probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> well, okay. No, no, I mean I I I appreciate you guys um suggesting this movie like like i said it, it it is really fun to be able to get the references <laughs> more i mean i definitely had that experience when i finally like i think two years ago watched arrested development mm. <laughs> oh. Oh. Which, by the way there's a lot of that that does not hold, that. hold up oh, yeah. but, um uh but yeah yeah i had that same that same kind of feeling and i also um appreciated that like at least to me, I don't know. At least to me, it had kind of this like social message that like caught me off guard from what I expected from the movie. I just thought it was going to be like a whatever bubblegum mm-hmm. '80s yeah. movie, I guess. And um, and I I really appreciated. It. <coughs> Excuse me, I really appreciated uh, that kind of component of it. Well, and I, I mean, for myself, I love to hear your perspective on it because you know the rest of us. I think don't have a lot of objectivity as far as stuff like Dirty Dancing's concerned because we did see it when we were more or less kids and you don't have a whole lot of critical thought about it no. at that time. So not only is it interesting to look back on it from my own uh, adult perspective, but it's really interesting to get your perspective as someone who grew up in a very different atmosphere and who maybe takes different things from it. So. Mm-hmm. I think no. this is a great exercise. Yeah. Which it. brings us to the question of the week is that we're going to crowdsource this project. <laughs> the question of the week is what should Jeremy experience next? It could mm. be another movie from pop culture, but it doesn't have to be something else. It could be. Oh, I, I was going to mention, um, like I've been listening to, podcasts about the 1800s and driving all over the country and learning about American history and just being like mortified by it. Um, (laughs) But I have a lot of huge blind spots when it comes to history. Uh, You know, dinosaurs. (laughs) (laughs) Land before Um, time is the next movie. It would be, uh, it would be great to, you know, 
if people have suggestions on Jeremy, whatever, Jeremy, some event, some whatever. You um you talked about it earlier, and I had recommended it a while ago. But you should read a book called Forget the Alamo because it's about like what people were taught, what actually happened um in Texas. It's interesting. Are you saying that the version of events may not be quite as we've heard? Maybe slightly. What? <laughs> a little bit different. Uh, no, it's really good, though. And it, it no. kind of ma- enraged me. I mean, like, not even in the same ballpark <laughs> uh, in terms of reality yeah. and what I was taught. Yeah. Like, it is. I was talking to Christy um, recently because I was flipping out about something that I had just listened to. Oh, Elliot's studying Lewis and Clark in school or was and um, <laughs> and I was like Elliot needs to know how fucked up that was <laughs> and so I was like going back and re-listening to all the episodes about the um, core discovery or whatever and flipping out about it and I remembered that like when I was a kid my my re- recollection is that uh you know, Christopher Columbus bravely came across the ocean and, and landed in Plymouth Rock and the Indians met him there. Yep. And, uh, you know, there was and questions at first, but then they were like, oh, thank you. Thank you for coming to save us. And here's my here's P- Pocahontas. They're yours. And then and then that's that. And like everybody went along. And maybe maybe the worst thing that we did was like give them some blankets that had diseases on them or something. <laughs> but like that's the bad. That like accident. that's the bad part. Yep. But how funny is it he thought that that Columbus and Pocahontas were at the same time? (laughs) I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, you don't mean Pocahontas, you mean Sacagawea. Oh, yeah, sorry. I mean Sacagawea. Uh, and also, she was twelve. Yep. Anyway. Yep. No, it's it's some fucked up. She is definitely not sold into sexual slavery. No, I'm no, she sure. vol- volunteered for that job. She wanted, and she was paid uh, well. She fell in love. <laughs> I do. I do have to say one more thing about it because it. Uh, I, I absolutely love this, but when they were, I guess when the the Lewis and Clark were traveling across the country. They had a bunch of STDs from all the raping they were doing. Um, And then they also, you know, obviously exposed to all sorts of other things. And so they had these things called bilious pills that they would take, I guess, for like all everything kind Uh of. The itching and uh, and the burning. mm -hmm. (laughs) And I guess they make your tongue swell up. So you have a hard time talking and they give you uncontrollable diarrhea. So they would be riding their horses across the country. <laughs> these brave explorers just completely shitting their pants, <laughs> like diarrhea running down the side of their horses as they're going across the country. And all I can think about is what I was taught as a kid about Lewis, or, Lewis and Clark. How brave and they like, were. These poor horses. Yeah, these brave explorers were like shitting themselves across the country because of all the sexual assaulting they were doing along the way. Mm. So oh, right. Good anyway. times, good times. America. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Fourth yeah. of July, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> so patriotic these days. Yeah. Uh, uh. Yes. So please let us Sorry. know <laughs> Sorry. No. what you think Jeremy should explore next. What would make a good topic for us to talk about? Uh, and frankly, the more suggestions that we get, the better, because yep. you That's have fun. seen Ferris Bueller's Day Out. So I mean. That gets yeah. crossed off the list, so we need we need a bigger pool uh, to draw from, and maybe I don't know, maybe people could suggest things that they missed somewhere along the line, mm. yeah, and yeah. that uh, would be uh, uh, an interesting thing to have your eyes open to later in life. So we will post that and on the Facebook group I, for you. I would love to hear stuff too that was like formidable for people, like it was kind of a 
an, ex- an important part of their life for whatever reason or some kind of milestone or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that was this movie for me, for them. sure. Yeah, the space camp for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pelican Brief for oh, me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meredith? Um, Beetlejuice. Passion of the Oh, Beetlejuice, there we go. Beetlejuice is a good one. That's a good one. Jeremy, yep. I bet you never watched Beetlejuice, right? Oh, definitely. Not. Yeah, no, that's like. Oh you're, yeah, you're going undead. To, mm-hmm. yeah, I wasn't yeah. allowed to when it came out because it, my mom, I was very little, and she's yeah. like, "It's about ghosts." <laughs> we we didn't get Chinese food. Oh. Like we definitely, we definitely weren't gonna <laughs> definitely weren't gonna watch uh, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice is just about the only Tim Burton movie that I really love. There's a couple that I like fine, but that's the one that I it's love. So good, it's really good. Well, I can't wait. Should we move to Tishi Recommend? Please. Yes. All right. Um, I just wanted to circle back on something because the second season just started. This is my favorite thing you've ever written. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why it took me so long to watch this. I don't know why. I don't know why I resisted it. I just was like, I wasn't resisting. I was just like, I don't know if I'm going to like it. But I finally watched Only Murders in the Building. Yes. And Mm -hmm. I said this, what I said is Christy and Anne were right. Um, (laughs) Because I enjoyed it so much. This is what I think. I think that I like Martin Short in theory, but sometimes he's like, I support him, but he's a lot sometimes. Yes. A lot. I I think, I'm sorry, I interrupted. Go ahead. No, no, no. In this, he is a lot, but in a really good way, like in the best possible way. Yeah. I think what I said back originally was he's Martin Shorting it all up. Yes, in mm-hmm. this house, but it works it for works. this character and this premise. I LOL'd several times, which I didn't wasn't expecting. I thought Selena Gomez was delightful; like I really enjoyed her. I thought I was like a little titillated that they were all cussing and stuff. I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> like you just don't hear them do it, but it wasn't grotesque. It was just kind of you know they were just living their lives, and I liked how. New York it is I don't know it just mm-hmm. felt very New York and side note I know where Steve Martin lives and this is very much based <laughs> on where he lives um, I mean you're practically related to him I right? am related mm-hmm. to him mm-hmm. we call him cousin Steve in one of my chats um, but it's like very much I think his life where they all just live in a building and they barely kind of leave that that situation that they live in I don't know I really really enjoyed it and I liked the um, mystery and I also the parts that like when they have the podcast fans, I was like, Oh my God, this is, this is one of the first times that I've seen a podcast well represented on a show yep. where mm-hmm. it just seems like, Oh, this is actually like what would happen. And yep. it, it, yeah, it, it works on two levels. It works as this mystery show, but then it also works as the satire of the podcasting Pod- world Yes, because the references are so specific <laughs> and so familiar. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Tina Fey is so great as, you know, Cinda or whatever her name mm-hmm. is. Yep. Um, I yep. haven't watched the new episodes, but I, I, might I haven't do either. Yeah. Or we just started it. Each, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I might let it build up a little bit, but I, you guys were right. And I mainlined yes. it and really enjoyed it. So good job. You. I'm going to dine on down on, on you saying that for a long time. <laughs> I might just like, if I knew how to do anything, I would clip that and just have it my ringtone. <laughs> Chrissy, you were right. And you were right. All right. So this one is mine. It is an app called Too Good To Go. And basically what it is is um, restaurants, mostly around here it's bakeries, that have leftover food at the end of the night, Oh, um, sell it 
And so you go on the app and like the beginning of the day and you say, oh, like we're going to go tonight at six o'clock is our pickup time to donut factory. And so at the end of the night, instead of throwing the food away, they sell it for like it's four ninety nine, no, three ninety nine for six donuts. And like they're making some money. It's not getting thrown away. Like it's all good. So there, I mean, there's Mexican restaurants, there's little grocery stores in Seattle. There's a lot more around here. It's like two coffee shops <laughs> and two donut places. But oh. if it's in your area, I would look it up. I already looked in your area and it's not there. I'm sorry. Oh, it's just coming soon though. <laughs> and I, I am sitting here looking at the, um, the app on the Google Play, and I was hovering over the install button. So. <laughs> I'm ready. I'll, I'll wait. <laughs> I was going to recommend it to my new coworkers, and then I was like, I'm going to check first. So yeah. hold up. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, Jeremy, you added something? Yeah. Sorry. I um, remembered last minute that I actually wanted to ask a question at the top about this. But one thing that I want to recommend, and I'm sure that there's a lot of people that already do this, but if you don't, hear me out, and that is sewing. <laughs> um, so I learned how to sew originally when I was in Boy Scouts. Of course. And I've done a little bit of mending since then, but semi-recently, I've like really got, gotten into it. I actually, somebody just gave me a sewing machine that I have to figure out how to use, but I've been like... I don't know, making little pouches for stuff. And I sewed a patch on my jacket the other day and I felt very accomplished. I've been like, you know, doing lots of mending and repairing stuff. Um, but most recently I've been working on cutoffs, making, uh, making some jorts, like with a nice, how very, down at the bottom. how very baby houseman of you. She wears a <laughs> lot of jorts. Yeah. Jorts, jorts are awesome. And I mean, I like, I like cutting off all sorts of things. Um, I don't know why I said that so weirdly. <laughs> but I was trying question, to think what other things you like cutting off. Well, I meant things other than just jeans. Oh, okay. Like I have some kind of like sleeves. Oh, some I see. That are mm-hmm. oh. other shorts that are made out of not denim. Like corduroy courts. <laughs> Hillary, Hillary, he also loves um, specializing his um, his fanny packs. So oh. maybe he could make one for you. Oh. oh. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I have lots of customizations Ooh. that does my, to my <laughs> I fanny need packs. Some. Like I want like a, it's like Laverne and Shirley. Like, can I have a little mm-hmm. H on mine? Oh yeah, he could. Do, he has he has a situation where he can like change out the patches for what he feels that day. Wow! <laughs> so I got a lot of yeah yeah I got a lot of stuff going on. Um no, but my question. Uh, or something that I've been trying to figure out and I've been really stuck on for the last, uh, God, four pairs of shorts I've made an attempt at. Um, how do you how do you cut them straight across? Like like get an even an even cut all the way? Because like no matter what I do, and I even went out and got a nice pair of fabric shears, which was really fun to have that the conversation with Elliot that I remember my mom having with me. <laughs> <laughs> in terms don't touch my don't touch the orange handled scissors no. those are just for fabric um, do not open the packages of ground beef exactly <laughs> with the sewing shears so but, the, the trick is to you have to make the line while you're wearing them mm-hmm. um, otherwise they're going to come out lopsided and weird because they don't lay the same way on the ground as they do on your bod so you need, I think two people is ideal for this to like, you know, wrap a tape measure around your leg where you want to cut it and draw a line and then cut there. Oh, okay. So you, okay. Yeah. 
that is that is awesome hmm. that should do it Cool. Um, okay, I think it's time to get involved. Our website is thisshowhaseverything.com. Please join our Facebook group to answer our question of the week and check out all the funny stuff that you guys post. You guys are awesome. Um, our show Twitter is at tshishow. You can email us at tshishow at gmail.com. You can send us a voice memo. Just record it on your phone and email it to us there. Or you can also fax Bobby your butt at 617-354-8513. Um, thank you for joining us. And that was everything about not putting Jeremy in a corner. <laughs> Don't you dare. Never. Not on my watch. She's like the wind. Through my tree She rides the night Next to me She leads me through moonlight Only to burn me with the sun She's taking my heart But she doesn't know what she's done Feel the breath in my face close to me Can't look in her eyes She's out of my league Just a fool to believe I am anything she needs She's like the wind Thank you.